Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Taz of the Moose with you here on a happy Wednesday here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Kinda. Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who found a better way to mortgage so you could focus on making your new house home? Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. You've got Mike and Sam across the way. Bogus with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. Uh, coming up later on this hour, we're going to talk a little Stroh's baseball. Jeff Blum is going to join us. Uh, Astros analyst, former MLB veteran, uh, joined us earlier on in the postseason. Will join us to close out the program. What do you need to know on this Wednesday morning? Here you go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Number one. Seven Number versus one. the Astros. Oh, there we go. Well, excuse me. Well, Sam, Sam's uh, been out a while. Well, well, as far as our show, so he's just... Maybe want to re-wrap this whole thing. Number one. Nats force a game seven versus the Astros. (laughs) Seamless. Fix that in the podcast, Mike. All right. That I will. (laughs) That I will. Uh, 7-2 was the final last night, Tass. We got ourselves a game seven. Um, You don't have to be – there's – I don't think there's two greater words in sports when you think about game seven. I understand you won a championship. There's a lot of things. But in terms of the buildup, what you're looking forward tonight, you don't have to be a baseball fan to get locked in to what could transpire tonight. And hopefully we get an epic Game 7, because what we got last night was a drama-filled epic Game 6. Whether it be the call on Trey Turner in the 7th inning, which is going to be roundly debated, and it was criticized all over social media as that call was made uh, last night by Sam Holbrook. Uh, whether it be uh, the big home runs last night by Eaton to tie it, Soto. Uh, and then the big Rendon blast to make it a, a 5-2 game at that stage. They get seven. Uh, they score a couple runs in the top half of the ninth inning, whether it be the performance by Strasburg. I mean, there's so many different things. Holding up the bats, as we discussed earlier, oh, yeah. by Soto and Bregman. Bregman apologized for it after the game. I don't think you're going to get an apology from Juan Soto. but no. He uh, said he thought it was cool. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, And he's you know, a 21-year-old. Young, yeah. and not saying Bregman's old, but it was an epic game six, Taz. A game that he had a hard time really really turn it off. It was that kind of a game. It was great. It was great. And I was saying earlier, I mean, if anybody, if you missed this game, go watch watch the highlights like on YouTube or wherever or some place online, MLB or whatever, but it was awesome. I mean, it was an awesome game. I mean, the score doesn't look like it was an awesome game, but there was so many ups and downs and you know, uh, uh, great moments in the game and in- intriguing, entertaining things that happened in the game. Um, and the Nationals just somehow, some way, man, they just, they're still ticking. And they go on the road to Houston and they win. And and I thought all momentum was lost when the Astros went, just came back from D.C., beating up the Nats in their home three games in a row. 
And I mean, wow. Give a lot of credit here. Like you talked a whole bunch, you know, about Strasburg. You were oh, how good was unbelievable. He last eight night. innings, seven strikeouts, 104 pitches in eight innings. And you said it best earlier, Moose. Let him play, let him pitch the whole game. Let him finish oh, the I game. I wanted to see him finish the game. Throw a complete game. Why bring it? And I get getting do a little, little bit of work, Taz, just in case you got to lean on him heavy in game seven uh, with Scherzer taking the mound. But still, I would have had I would have had Strasburg pitch the complete game. I mean, that would be a notch on the old bell. How about this? How about the fact that Strasburg's five and zero this postseason with an under two ERA for the Washington Nationals? And here's the other thing: How about Verlander, who's been a great postseason performer? Yes, Alex Cora said the Astros would never have won the World Series in seventeen without Verlander being a part of that team. How about the fact that Verlander, in seven career World Series starts, is zero and six? How about that? I mean, you wouldn't think that a guy like this, as great as he's always is, right? I mean, that's just that's a crazy stat. Crazy. Crazy when you think about it. And now you get um, the matchup tonight with uh, Max Scherzer, who was warming up in the bullpen last night. That Rendon home run in the top half of the seventh inning put Scherzer back on the bench in the bullpen. And he stopped warming up to make it a 5-2 game, Taz. Now you got Scherzer coming off the neck spasms, which forced him to not start game five. He's getting the ball tonight. We talked about it a little bit earlier. What does that exactly mean? How much can you ex- realistically expect from Scherzer on the mound for Dave Martinez? Yeah, we did. We talked about this a lot earlier. And, you know, and with those neck spasms, I mean, I'm sure he's been through a lot of rehab the past few days and probably taking some muscle relaxers that his doctor prescribed and stuff like that and probably some electric stim with heat and electric stim to loosen up those muscles, those bands in his neck from his traps to his shoulders to the base of his skull, his neck area there. I mean, I've lived this, you know, as a wrestler, and it's a painful thing. And just hopefully that that there's enough looseness and uh, they probably have a massage therapist working them right before the game, maybe during the game to keep those bands, those muscles loose, to keep the blood flow in there so he don't tighten up. And when he gets on that hill, it's game seven on the road in front of a one of the probably the best, you know, arguably the best baseball team in, 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 the, in the land in the Houston yeah. Astros at, and they're home. That's a lot of stress. That's a lot of pressure. And hopefully that stress doesn't aggravate that neck. That's my point again at the stress thing, where it tightens his neck up more. I mean, it's going to be a, some some kind of story tonight. We're going to see how it evolves. All right, let's right now your gut. Astros still win. Yes, and I think that Scherzer goes three innings and he's out. Yeah, I, I think I wanted to see a game seven. I understand it. You know, you've gotten a little bit of sports history already with the road team winning the first six games. It's never happened in professional sports in a seven game series. Now, could you get a seventh? That's with the way the trend going. I agree with you. I think my gut says the Astros bounce back with a victory tonight. Yep, I agree. I but so. um, we're going to see it nonetheless. And Washington's kind of buried that sweep that they had the three losses at home with that victory last night. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, later on this evening down in Houston. Number two. NFL trade deadline comes and goes. Yeah, and and wide-ranging speculation and rumors Mm. and potential deals, Taz, Mm. but really not a lot to it. Yeah, nothing. Not a a lot of sizzle, not a lot of steak. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, it was just nothing really... Nothing to write home about. A lot of scuttlebutt potentials, maybes, and we talked a lot about it earlier about the Jets' uh, safety, Jamal Adams. Would he end up, you know, were the Jets looking to move him or not? Um, but he didn't go anyway. He's still a Jet. And he seems like he wants to be a Jet. And there was scuttlebutt, like you mentioned earlier, about the Jets again, about Lev Bell. 
what would they have moved him to see if they can get something done? Uh, you know, the, the Browns were interested in, in, in Williams, the offensive tackle who hasn't played yet for the horrible Redskins, or Nate Solder. You know, so they were, they, but that didn't happen. So it was all these maybes, 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 but they didn't happen. Right. When when the Rams are hooking up a fifth-round draft choice to Akeem Tlaib and getting a seventh-rounder back as the Miami Dolphins take on the injured corner to try and clear salary cap, and that is the best move of the day, or the yeah. biggest move of the day, mm. that's when you know it was kind of a boring NFL trade. That's line. true. I it, mean, it wasn't, wasn't really I know. much to it. I was close on it just like you were, and there wasn't nothing there. Just... Uh, I, you thought maybe the Jets were going to trade you know, uh, Robbie Anderson. Didn't happen. You thought maybe they would trade Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs. That didn't happen. You thought maybe they, they would trade Jamal Adams to the Cowboys. That didn't happen. Right. Um, no, there, there wasn't nothing. really much to it. I mean, no. you look at the big NFL news, and, you know, when you look at it on, on Tuesday, um, you know, we'll get to the Bengals naming of a new quarterback here momentarily. But Mike Nugent done with the uh, the New England Patriots. They I had a him. feeling that was going to happen. Yeah, he it didn't look particularly good. Nick Folk, oh, the former Cowboy and the former Jet, Oof. is now going to be the new Patriots uh, place kicker here moving forward. Mm. So that was the big story. That's exactly yeah, right with that like, reaction. Yeah, right. yeah. The other thing is, I'd be a little concerned here if I'm um, if I'm Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks went to go see a specialist in Pittsburgh after suffering his second concussion this month. I think he's had four concussions within the last eight or nine month period here, Taz, dating back or even a little bit longer, dating right. back to last year. I'd be a little concerned here yeah. for Brandon Cooks. We've talked about, you know, you've talked about concussions. We've talked about the CTE issue in the National Football League. When you're con- con- when you're having those concussions and they're coming quickly, yeah. you know, a lot scary, and, and repetitive. Yeah. I mean, that is scary. So, Brandon, uh, Brandon Cooks, the talented wide receiver, uh, did fly out to Pittsburgh yesterday to see a specialist as he's dealing with yet another concussion. His second one in the last 30 days. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he's going to be okay. I mean, um, no joke. I mean, I, you know, and you don't know to the level of concussions, too. I've talked about that in the past year. Like, I've had seven concussions that I know of anyway. The ones that I know of. And I had, the worst one I had, I remember. And it was bad. And the vomiting and everything. Really? And yeah, it was horrific. How I, long did that last? A couple of days. It was, I was at WrestleMania, actually, in the Houston National. Yeah, we did. I can't that's when the, you suffered the concussion. That's why I got it. I know exactly the match. What I did the match. I know exactly what happened. Yeah, and 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 I knew I was concussed right away. Thank God it was a it was a six man tag match. I had two partners, the APA, against. The, remember to write the censor? Yes. It was us. It was three on three, and I took a clothesline. It wasn't the guy's fault. It was my fault, and I just landed really hard in the back of my head. Anyway, I got concussed. I needed the, the APA had to help me to the back, and I, I, the Houston Astrodome. Felt like the entrance. It was. A, it's obviously you know gigantic building. It, it felt like it took miles of walking to imagine. get to that locker room. And as soon as I got in the locker room, I vomited right into a garbage can, right backstage. And the trainer brought me right to the trainer's room. And Vince was concerned. He's like, he's got a bad concussion. He knew right away. I knew it too. I couldn't walk. I couldn't see straight. I knew where I was, but I just couldn't walk. That's scary. And then they laid me down in the in the thing in the in the uh, training room and checked me out, put ice on the back of my neck, and they looked at my eyes. They knew right away, and they just had someone hang out. I mean, this is during WrestleMania. We were the first match. <laughs> That's crazy. So anyway, the next night I didn't. This was before the whole concussion protocol thing, and I wanted to wrestle, and they, and would, they would not let me wrestle. When did you? How long after that did you wrestle? A week. 
week. One week. That's not a lot of time. No, but I no one knew. We didn't yeah, know. Yeah, you didn't this know. This was like 2001 when or whatever did you start, was. I guess, oh yeah, when did you start to feel right? Probably about, um, probably about that I felt right. I could work out. Probably in my brain, it was probably about five days, six days. Five, six days. Okay. I felt okay, but I probably, probably shouldn't have been, been out a little, yeah, little yeah. longer. Yeah. But uh. to... to no knock on WWE. They, they kept me out of the ring for yeah, those no, two no, days. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's just a matter of what you're dealing with when you're dealing with concussions because a lot of people don't have that level of concussion that you had Bad. or is not dealing with Brandon Cooks is dealing with, Taz. Might yeah. suffer a concussion here or there, but they're not taking that kind of physical bump or tax on right. their body, so they don't know. They, they don't know right, that. Right, and, right. You know, I don't, you know, I never, you know, I suffered a couple of concussions in my life, one being a bad one in a, when I was skiing one time up in Massachusetts, which you was told a me bad that. one. A little yeah. kid got in your way? Correct. Yes. Tremendous story. Yes. Right. I fell on. Go to the archives of Taz right. and Luke. Exactly. Listen back to it. It's a great right. story. Taking down, the, taking down the mountain on a toboggan <laughs> by the medical staff. On a bunny hill. Right. <laughs> Look at that bunny, bunny trail they call yes, it. Was, if you weren't it was, on that, though. It was not a double no, black no. diamond. <laughs> hey, I'm the same type skier. Don't worry yes. about it. I hear you, man. I wish it was. Then I'd have even a better a story. A story. Right, right? exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but there you have it uh, for Brandon Cooks. All right, next. Number three. Bengals are benching Andy Dalton. Yeah, we mentioned it. Ryan Finley's going to be in at a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, Taz. And really, they've got nothing to lose. I mean, all they've done is lose. They're 0-8. They're going nowhere. And they're not going to be locked into Andy Dalton past this year. He's owed nearly $18 million for 2020. Um, they're not going to pay him that. I don't think Andy Dalton's career in the NFL is over. But I think his days are obviously and months are obviously numbered here as a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. He will not be a Bengal next year. Right. I'd be absolutely stunned. And as we mentioned, closing out last hour, Taz, the Bengals now have got to figure out whether or not Ryan Finley can play. Mm. And yeah. if, if they like what they see, then maybe they don't need to address the quarterback position in next April's NFL draft. But if they don't like what they see, then obviously the quarterback is going to be of high priority for them come next April. Yeah, you know, it's true. And, and you know, you got some talented guys on this on this uh, Bengals team. It's unfortunate that they just they haven't got they have their own eight. Um, you know, guys like Mixon, obviously, guys like Geno Atkins, a hell of a defensive tackle. Billy Price, uh, Billy Price. That's a good one, yep. Hell of an offensive lineman, a guard, uh, tremendous player, you know. Um, Billy Price, underratedly offensive lineman because he's on a bad team, Was hell, had a hell of a career at Ohio State. I remember when he came out of the draft, I think we were talking about him a good amount. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Price, when he was doing his workouts, didn't he tear his, his pec, uh, I think his it pec was. Yeah. when he was doing the lift, the 225, right? He was benching the 225 and he tore right. his pec and he came yeah. back. Yes, he did. He's uh, a couple years in the league, like two years, three years, yeah, maybe two think, years. Uh, I think you're right. Two years? Yeah. Anyway, they it's got some player. talent. Yeah, he's a good player. They got some talent, but yeah, they, they got nothing to lose here. You got to go, you know, go with Finley. I mean, what the hell? I mean, you, you know, let, let's see if the kick could play to get that North Carolina stage and rookie and see what he's got. So there you have it. As you wake up here on this Wednesday morning, Dalton sent to the bench out there in Cincinnati. Finley in as your starting quarterback for Zach Taylor. He's trying to find some solutions. The first year head coach, former Rams uh, offensive coordinator. Jeff Blum is going to join Taz and myself coming your way later on this hour. We're going to talk about game seven. Astros Nationals later on tonight. That comes your way as we roll along here. Third and final hour. Taz and the Moose with you. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll get to the undercard here momentarily. Bogus is in the house. Final time this morning. What's up, Andrew? Moose, Taz, Sam, Mike, BDB, Weird Al. Anthony Rendon had to wait while umpires reviewed something about the controversial interference call against teammate Trey Turner in the top of the seventh inning of game six last night in Houston. Then Adam Eaton had a hit. Then Rendon hit. Harris is 1-0. Swinging a high fly ball left field, sending Brantley back onto the warning track at the wall, looking up, and it is gone! Anthony Rendon puts it into the Crawford boxes, and the Nationals lead the ball game 5-2 here in the seventh inning. Dave Jagler on Nats Radio. Rendon made the Turner call less important with the big swing off reliever Will Harris. He added a two-run double in the ninth to cap off a 5-RBI night and a 7-2 season-extending win for his team. The World Series going the distance because the home team has yet to win a game in the series. Nationals manager Dave Martinez is of no help. It's weird, really. <laughs> I mean, um, we can't explain it. Martinez wasn't around for the final out, ejected for continuing his argument with home plate umpire Sam Holbrook for calling Turner out for being out of the baseline when a throw to first hit him in the right leg. Martinez, the first manager, tossed from a World Series game since Bobby Cox in 1996. Game 7 starts shortly after 7 Central tonight. Zach Greinke on the hill for Houston. Max Scherzer returns from his neck issue to start for Washington. Jets safety Jamal Adams unhappy because the Jets apparently thought about trading him before yesterday's deadline. Adams tweeting yesterday he asked GM Joe Douglas and head coach Adam Gase to keep him, but then they reportedly listened to offers for him. Washington couldn't deal left tackle Trent Williams. He then ended his holdout to get credit for this season and avoid delaying free agency. Now we wait to see if Williams passes a physical and chooses to actually take the field. The Rams traded injured corner Akib Tlaib to the Dolphins in a salary dump. The Bengals are benching Andy Dalton for rookie QB Ryan Finley. And the Falcons released 44-year-old kicker Matt Bryant after two more misses Sunday. So now all their problems are solved. Anthony Davis didn't miss much last night against the Grizzlies. Allen dribbling on knocked away by Dwight Howard. Stolen by LeBron. Here come the Lakers three on one. Alley-oop to Davis who slams it home. Danny Green threw the pass. Anthony Davis dunked it. He's up to 28 points. That's John Ireland on Lakers Radio. Davis, 40 points, 20 boards in a 120-91 route of Memphis. The 40 points included a team record 26 made free throws. Trey Young sprained his right ankle in the Hawks' 112-97 loss in Miami. Jimmy Butler, 21 points in his delayed Heat debut. The Detroit Red Wings snap an eight-game skid, 3-1 over the Oilers, and the Capitals won 4-3 in OT in Toronto. Alex Ovechkin, two assists, two goals, including the game winner. And the Seattle Sounders, bad name, good soccer, won the MLS Western Conference Final 3-1 at regular season champion LAFC. The Sounders now play at Atlanta United or host Toronto FC in MLS Cup on November 10th. Mm. That Eastern Conference Final is tonight. (laughs) I wish it was now. Guys, back to you. No doubt. Uh, Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Here we go, the undercard. Taz and the Moose present The Undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. Hi, Mike. 
today's the day for the free taco giveaway from Taco Bell. It's between 2 and 6 p.m. Will you guys be there? Yeah. Ooh, do we need uh, Do you need a flyer or something? I think you just need to be there. Just have oh, to walk sorry. in. Just have to walk in. And really? they, they'll hand you free taco. Can I Uber Eats it? I don't know the answer to that. Probably not. Well, Imagine if Mike's just delivering free tacos all day. All day. Great for business. Ah. Oh, how would that You'd get the delivery charge on oh, top. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, delivery he's charge. always thinking, dude. That's right. Always yeah. thinking. It's just uh, delivering he's, one taco. He's building an empire, Moose. Place. Trust me. He's building an empire. Now, would it Be bother careful. you if, like, you, you, you deliver a free taco and you it's open up the door and it's like a multi-million dollar athlete looking for his free taco. He's had this for cookies. Right? No, that would not bother me. That'd be that'd be sweet. No, the cookies the gentleman paid for Mike delivered the wrong cookies. Who made a nice kids? Who made a nice play by the way against the Steelers on uh, Monday? You're night. like his biggest fan now. I am. He made he made he deflected a pass. And got all excited. <laughs> yeah, my man. Come on. <laughs> now. Are you gonna go get a free taco? Am I gonna go? Yes. I'm too busy, bro. I mean, I, I got Hall of Famers coming on my podcast. I, I, I don't we'll get to Austin here in a second. I don't know time to run around again. Um, I'll have them bring me tacos. I'm going to tell you. you know? I'm going to uh, get a free taco. I, I, you know what? If there was a Taco Bell close to where I lived, I think I'd go get one. But I, I'm not going to go out of my way. The closest Taco Bell is like 15 minutes away. I'm not doing that. I got one close to me. Do you, you have do. a, you have a Cordoba? You know Cordoba? You have them in Connecticut. You know Cordova? Yes, Are you yes, familiar yes. with that? Yes. They're really good. They're very good. It's better than Taco Bell. I don't care what Taco uh, Bell thinks. I'm just I, telling you. I, I would agree with that. I would agree it's with actually, that. I think it might be better than Chip, too. Chipotle. I think Cordova, uh, Cordova might it's be debatable. good, I, man. Yeah. I, I've had an issue going back to Chipotle after the whole thing that transpired a couple of years ago. What happened? I'm not getting into that. Taz, it was in the news. It was across the country. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it wouldn't be good to eat it. Wait a minute. Well, I remember Taco Bell had the whole, in Manhattan here, they had the rats and mice on the tables. No, Chipotle had the contamination. Oh, that's no big deal. They fixed no, it. I, well, I understand. I got it last week. I'm good. I know. I'm sure, I'm sure it's good. I'm just telling me personally. I'm not telling you it's not good. Nah, I don't have a phobia like uh, that. Come you on. know what's, well, I'm sorry, Taz. I'm sorry that's had an impact on me <laughs> and on my eating of Chipotle. Dude, you don't look malnutrition here. Let's be honest. I mean, so I'm not saying I don't eat. <laughs> what do you have to insult me now? No, I don't mean like that. What about this? Do you like this? Let me ask you a question. Hold on, What's Ashbet. That? Do you like? Um, all right. So, do you like Moe's? Moe's Caribbean? Moe's? No, no, no. Moe's uh, Mexican Southwest uh, Grill. Yes, that's Been it. There a bunch. Bring your sons there, dude. That is the best. My kid oh, loves they have, I don't, Moe's. I don't have. You don't have them on Connecticut? No. Connecticut? I'm surprised. That's a hot spot for Uber Eats. I don't have yeah, Moe's. Moe's in Jersey is very big. There's yeah, one big. on Route 17 on your way to MetLife Stadium. I've been to Moe's. I've oh, not you, been with yeah. the kids. Yeah, Moe's is good. Long Island, or as we call it, Strong Island. Yes, big Moe's population. A lot of Moe's. They're, they're good, man. Same like Moe's. Yeah, thumbs up, Jones. There it is. I, I love Moe's. Yeah, Soccer and Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> That's it. Now they have good stuff. You get the, uh, what do you call it, the home wrecker? They have that. They have a little they have that, yeah. yeah, they have the Joey something. What's it called? <laughs> Joey the Jobber? Joey Bag of Donuts. Joey Bag of Donuts. That's it. That's fine. They, they, no, I swear to God, they call that's it. They name they name the burritos. Is Joey Bag of Donuts? Joey Bag of Donuts. Swear what's, to God. It, what's in the Joey Bag of Donuts? Uh, Joey Bag, I wrote it. Give me the Joey Bag. Yeah, they got refried beans, Jones. You got some rice. I think you got some, your choice of meats. 
Um, I don't know. I, I don't I'm work going there, to bro. Moe's Mexican Grill and the burrito's called Joey Bag of Donuts. Dude, you have to Google this. Served in a 12 flour or whole grain tortilla. What's in it, Mike? Uh, Not 12 foot, Mike. Mike 12 inch. 12 inch. Oh, 12 foot. That'd be big. It, it 12, doesn't. It doesn't. Served uh, in a 12 tortilla. The uh, the website won't let me click to go further. But oh, come it's on. A, I'm sorry. It's not a letting a password me to get in Moe's? Apparently. Mike, why do you have such an attitude today? So I'm sorry. Everybody... Like, why are you so nasty today? Talking about I'm just trying to tell you. I haven't been able to find it. All right, no problem. So for everyone out there, go get your free tacos between 2 and 6 today. Not no, at not Mo's. at Moe's. <laughs> if you go to Moe's to go get your taco, they'll be like, what the hell are you talking about? I you got to go giving, to Taco Bell to go get your I taco. I love giving bad info. You hate yes. that so much. I, I, I you really do. It's a I, pet peeve. It you is. worry about telling the audience the truth. Not me. I don't mean I just wing it. <laughs> go to go to Chuck to Chip. Tell him Taz and the Moose right. said we're getting free Chick tacos. Go to Chick Fil A. Walk in today <laughs> at around noon and be like, "Hey, listen, I was listening to Taz and the Moose this morning. They said uh, I, I can get six sandwiches for free. Could you imagine? And throw it up on video. Let's see the reaction. <laughs> no, go to Taco Bell. You get your free uh, tacos. Are you going to go all kids? Bring your I'm kids. Not. No, 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 no. Two to six. No, I'm not going to Taco. Take Bell. them out of school or early. You go. Yeah, let's go uh, all to Taco Bell. Here we go. Yeah, tell Donna, take the kids out of school early, go at 2 o'clock, take them out at 1, and go there with them. Um, okay, maybe not. Man, I don't, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm not doing that. No, it's not just that. No, Taco Bell's great. I don't I don't know if uh, I might say. No, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be taking them to Taco Bell, but it's a great establishment, tremendous fast food. We love it. Uh, go get your free taco today. What is this? Well, I just sent you a text. I really, the, the website's not working. It's What's not the 500 for? It's just an error message saying you can't see what the bag of donuts is. We believed is. you. We believed you. All right, next. Oh, from the Joey Bag of Donuts 12-foot flour tortilla. Tough. All right, thank you, Moose. It was 12 inches. It was 12 inches, everybody. I know what was it, Mike. What's that? <laughs> it was 6 plus 6 is 12 That's inches. It. Joel and B's got a That's new free throw routine. Two Syracuse guys argue about Interest in the well, the education. Uh, wait, continue. Joel ca- Embiid, what? A Kansas guy, Joel Embiid, has a new free throw routine. When he goes to the line, he pulls out his wedgie, and he Excuse makes me? a little grimace on his face. What do you think of? What do you make wait, of well, the routine? I'm a Sixers fan. I have no idea what you told us. I haven't watched in the NBA yet. What'd you just say? Joel Embiid, when he goes he to the free, adjusts himself. He takes out the wedgie. You've had a wedge before. It's in the when, crack of his rear end. No, what do you I, like? You've commando never had Jones. a wedge. I, I'm commando. I just, so he, he goes, no. thank you, Taz. My kids are listening. Uh, Rafael Nadal. So he pulls a Nadal in tennis who constantly adjusts himself right uh, before every serve. You noticed that. Uh, yes, that? I, I love he's tennis. Got very fi- yeah, he's very fidgety. So that's what Embiid is doing. How is his free throw percentage doing this year? Great. I don't have that information yet. Hold on. Oh, okay. Don't so he's, he's <laughs> not pertinent to the story. I'm the one that asked it. All right, next. Oh. Wow! Oh. Come on! What do you Hello? got, Sam? Looking up his free throw percentage, right. eh? No, don't worry about the free throw percentage. Hold on, guys. I'm that for no reason. He did nothing wrong. Ticket time. Ooh, he's doing well. So far this season, he is at 77.8%. Oh, he's doing well. I told you guys that. Don't listen to me. You were on top. Oh, we did the next. Uh, Mattress Mac is in position to win $22 million tonight. Mm. But, of course, he needs the Strohs to win. You're rooting for Mattress Mac. I am, because I have. I told you guys this. I have, we have mutual friends, Mattress Mac. And well, I was involved Houston. in wrestling. Yeah, he was so doing from, some promotion. Remember Speakerphone Jones called? Yes, I do. Yes, of course. of course. And he reminded me of it on Twitter. And just now that we just I said forgot. that, there's another one coming. I know there is. He's right know. now. He's in the midst of it. He's at Mark Malusis. 
Hashtag we open. Right send a photo it's of like been, a mattress. It's been sent out right now. Even though at Mark Malusis hates me, I do love Taz and the Moose. Hashtag we open. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you. That was funny, though. The way you said that was pretty funny. Uh, no, I'm rooting for the Nats. I'm rooting for the Nats. Not me. I know. You're rooting for the Strokes. Here Jack, we go. you're a Mets fan? Marlins. Okay. Next. Oh, my God. Marlins. I forgot about that. He, I Miami. Mean, you're the one. Yeah. Poor guy. Well, Mike, oh. what? And finally, doing? Bears' Eddie Pinheiro uh, was not thrilled with where the ball was placed and called oh out Matt God. Nagy oh. on 670 God. to score in Chicago. Oh uh, bad move from the kicker to call yes, out the coach when he missed cut. the kick. Yeah. Knowing Nagy's going to cut. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? Or Nagy at every practice is going to – how long was that field goal? Was it – how long was it? 34 was it? yards? 41. Oh, similar. Yeah. About that. Wow. Yeah, Wait, no, hold should... on a second. Cody Parkey missed the 41-yard field. It was 41 yards, I believe, against the Eagles. Was it not? Was that a 41-yard field goal that he missed? I think it was. And Nagy basically had every guy trying out, attempting that field goal during the course of the practice and the tryout. Now Pinheiro. Remember, Parkey went on the Today Show after he missed the kick, which ticked off the Bears. He shouldn't have said nothing. Right. Mr. Abs himself. Now Pinheiro's going on 670 and going on the score and criticizing the coach. What's Cody Parkey doing now? Do we know? He just got signed. He's with the Titans. Titans? Yeah. Let me ask you this. What is going on with these kickers? Once they move back the extra point gimmick, these guys are all screwed up. They used to be gimmies. These kicks used to be. These guys, I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. They're all kind of as the, just the stereotype, because I love stereotyping everyone and typecasting people. I mean, it's crazy that they all are sucking. Man. I had my guy Hodgkin from the Bills. Remember he's with the Seahawks? He sucks too. Steven Hodgkin. Yeah, him. You know who's good? Oh. The guy the Vikings cut. Carlson. <laughs> cut. He's Remember? good. I do remember. They remember, they drafted him out of Auburn. He was like a third or a fourth round draft choice. Remember, missed all those kicks in Lambeau. And then we made fun of Zimmer because Zimmer was asked, was it a tough decision to get rid of him? He said no. He buried him. Basically yeah. went to the Raiders. He's made like 19 straight. He can't miss. He is good. Basically, John, John Gruden last year said he's an unbelievable young kicker. We're happy to have him. He's maybe, an asset. Maybe his kicker can play quarterback. Ha! Right. Uh, you got a podcast coming out today. Yeah. Afternoon drives. We don't uh, need Stone Cold oh, no. Steve Austin. No, we got to Yeah, we got uh, Steve Austin coming on Taz show. You go to Apple Podcasts, then you go to uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Stone Make Cold sure Steve Austin, and me. Uh, it'll be explicit. There'll be a lot of cursing. Um, it'll, it'll be, be really, really bad New York accents, really bad Texas accents. Good luck understanding what either of us say. There you go. Check it out. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever uh, you get them. Uh, make sure to download that later on today. Uh, Tad's going to be interviewing Stone Cold Steve Austin. They'll be having a conversation. It'll be good, uh, obviously. Uh, two legends. So uh, Jeff Blum is going to join us. Hopefully we get a legendary night tonight in a Game 7 down in Houston, Taz, between the Nats and the Astros. That's what we're all looking for, a legendary game. We'll get the thoughts of Jeff Blum. We'll do that next. It's Taz and the Moose with you on this Wednesday. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 
All right, we got a big game seven tonight. Before we welcome board Jeff Lum, uh, Jeff Lum, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Jeff does a great job, Astros analyst, uh, former major leaguer as well. Joined us earlier in the postseason. Hey, Jeff, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks again for popping on this morning. We appreciate it. Jeff, what's up? Right now it's me, but uh, it was a long night last night. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing well, Good Jeff. Man. We're doing well. I mean, it was. I know it didn't. We know it didn't go the Stroh's way, but that was an epic. I mean, that was an epic game six with so many ups and downs, range of emotions. I mean, being in the ballpark watching. I mean, that was a riveting game for a baseball fan. No, it really was. It had everything you wanted. If you were cheering for both sides, uh, you know, early on it was the Astros making the adjustment and picking up uh, Justin Verlander with big two runs in the bottom of the first inning. But, uh, you know, as a fan of the game, and yes, I worked for the Astros, but, man, what Steven Strasburg did last night was one of those monumental lifts that you need from a guy in the top end of your rotation. And uh, the Washington Nationals owe everything to Steven Strasburg right now for getting him into Game 7. No doubt, no doubt, Jeff, no doubt. Moose and I were talking about that a lot earlier. Hey, so let me ask you, why do you think the home field advantage has basically meant nothing in terms of wins and losses in this series? I mean, is there any way to put any logic behind this? <laughs> That's where I put my job in jeopardy is trying to figure this kind of stuff out. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know because everything I've heard from, you know, I had a chance to hang out, you know, I'll name drop right here, you know, Christian Yelich, Adam Jones, and Tim Anderson, and Max Muncy before game two. And to a man, they said that Minute Maid Park is one of the loudest, most raucous environments that they can play in during the regular season, let alone the playoffs. And here come the Washington Nationals, and they almost feed off the uh, energy of the Minute Maid fans. Because last night, for me, it really felt like the Nationals used some of that energy on the road to propel themselves into that win last night. They were not uh, phased by it one bit and went out there and had some great at-bats. Um, you know, Jeff, what was your take on what transpired and the call and the interference call on Trey Turner top half of the seventh inning? Uh, I'm, I'm frustrated in the sense that I feel, you know, Sam Holbrook, the home plate umpire at the time, is, is a veteran umpire. And, yes, Major League Baseball will put guys behind the plate in these clinch games that they trust. And overall, Sam Holbrook is a very good umpire. But I feel like that was a missed call last night, even though the, it went, did not go – well, it did go the Astros' way, but I feel like it really went against the Nationals because when the collision happened or when the, when the, you know, when everybody came together, it was on the base. Now, if Trey Turner was running where he was running and the throw hits him in the back, I understand the call. But the fact that it happened at the base and the base being in fair territory, it, you know, it left that that rule to be interpreted a little too late for me. I think once the player gets to the bag and the ball gets to the bag and the first baseman is there, you kind of have to throw everything out the window. But if before the bag, the ball hits the runner in the back, I understand the call. But the way it was called last night and the timing and the moment, I completely disagree with how it was called. Yeah, uh, we were the same way. And we were talking earlier, you know, Jeff, I was bringing up the fact about, you know, and you've heard this before. I mean, you know, like in Little League and softball, a safety base. And without calling it a safety base, uh, an extended base to go back towards, you know, make it simple for the athlete to run to avoid any kind of injury or avoid something like this. What's your thoughts on something like that? I mean, Lord knows I'll never change the baseball field. But what's your thoughts on that for something like that? As a former player, you know, your thoughts on a base like that for the athlete to run through without having an issue like this? 
Well, you know, it, it would look funny. I know it's used in women's softball to, you know, to get that out of the way and give them a different target to run to because baseball is unique because the bases are in fair territory. So it's kind of counterintuitive. If you read the rule, it says once you get to that 45-foot line, and that's why there's that extra stripe down the first baseline on the outside of the right, line, right. is to give the, the runner a target to get to or a lane to run in. But once you get in that lane, you're in foul territory, and then the base is in fair territory. So it kind of it's counterintuitive in the sense that your coaches will say, run in a straight line to first base. Well, that straight line for a, for, for a right-handed hitter is a little bit towards the inside part of the diamond, in the direction of the throw when it's out in front like that. So it, it, it it's tough. It's not going to change, but it right. definitely it needs to be adjusted. And as a right-handed hitter, you have to run to the foul territory and then back to fair territory to hit the bag. So Crazy. it's kind of tough. Yeah. We're talking to Jeff Blum, Astros analyst, uh, former MLB uh, veteran. Jeff, uh, you know, what about before we get to game seven tonight and, and obviously how you think it plays out and Scherzer and the like, uh, what about Verlander? Taz and I were talking about earlier. I mean, the fact that seven World Series starts, he's now 0-6. You know, had the 2-1 lead last night. He's prone to give up the home run this year, as a lot of major league pitchers were, with the home run being up. But what about Verlander and what you saw here in the postseason, what you specifically saw here in the Fall Classic? Um, I'm still seeing a guy that competes, uh, but I'm seeing a guy that understands he has to be a little bit more fine. And I think that's kind of gotten to him a little bit. There was a lot of talk and a lot of rhetoric before the game talking about the inability to win that clinch game or the inability to win a World Series game, which he is now 0-6. And I believe the team in games that he pitches is now 1-6 and and seven starts in the World Series. But I think it's in his psyche. I think he's still a competitor, but I also feel like he did not go out there and pitch as freely as maybe he wanted to and left a couple of pitches up out of the plate. And the reason he's not pitching as freely as I think he wants to, and we kind of saw it throughout the course of the season, I don't know what it is about some of these big-time pitchers, maybe a, you know the Nolan Ryans or the, uh, you know, the Randy Johnson. Sometimes you see these guys go out there and they don't get the run support that they need. And Justin Verlander kind of falls into that category of getting a, maybe just under three runs a game in the World Series when he's out there pitching, that is a very fine line for a very good pitcher to be walking, you know, unable to make mistakes like he did last night. You figure with the offense the Astros put up in the last three games before game six, that that offense of six runs a game would have been more than enough for Justin Verlander to go out there and get that first World Series win, but it didn't happen. Hey, Jeff, so uh, Moose and I had a lengthy conversation earlier about Scherzer, the neck and everything. How much do you think the Nationals get out of him tonight? I'm curious. I'm with you guys, too, because, you know, we hear about the injury and he takes the day off. I read a story that said his wife had to put his shirt on, so that kind of it gives me an idea it was pretty bad. And then uh, he gets the cortisone shot. you got to shut yourself down for a day or two to get back in rhythm. And then we saw him yesterday at uh, Minute Maid Park playing catch. So I haven't, he's, not, he's out of his routine. Obviously, he's, he's durable enough. He's strong enough at this point in the season to go out there and give you multiple innings. But at the same time, I'm kind of curious what the what those innings will be. You know, pitching has a lot to do with touch. It has a lot to do with delivery. And if he has to alter his delivery just a little bit to accommodate or compensate for the injury in his shoulder, I'm curious where that release point goes. And I wonder how how closely Davey Martinez and the Nationals are going to watch him and see where that release point is, see how fluid that delivery is. And if he starts to miss his spot, 
you know, out of the zone or miss his spots and leave pitches up out of the plate, it could be a damaging night. So I'm real curious to see how it goes. But the one thing that kind of trumps all that for me is Max Scherzer's mentality. That dude is a bulldog, man. Yeah, he certainly is. And you know he wants the baseball. I guess my question is then, Jeff, is what do you get here from Zach Greinke? Um And how much leeway do you think A.J. Hinch is going to give him? I mean, is it going to be the first sign of trouble? I mean, it is a game seven. How much trust do you think Hinch has in, in Greinke? Um, I think there's there's plenty of trust, but it's going to be limited trust because, like you guys said, you know it's it's you know you don't want the game to get out of hand. If you know if there's two runners on, do you take him out, or is it after the first run is given up, do you take him out? Or you know, there's certain indicators I'm sure that AJ Hinch is looking for because everybody is available. Even a Justin Verlander might be available, considering he, you know he still threw a hundred plus pitches last night. But you, you've got Garrett Cole waiting in the wings. You've got Jose Arquiti. So he's got some protection. It's just a matter of what indicators A.J. Hinch is looking for. Is it command? Is it how hard the Washington Nationals are hitting the ball? Or is it just going to be a moment when he has two guys on base and he doesn't trust Zach Greinke in the matchup he has with guys on base? Jeff, final one is, is that city nervous, excited, and how do you think it plays out tonight? Um, I, I think they're nervous. I think, you know, Watching the Astros win three games on the road, coming home and having the potential to, to win the World Series with Verlander on the mound, I think there is a sense of nervousness because, you know, it's frustrating to me to watch a team that can hit when, it, when they know what's coming and they're unable to adjust when they don't know what's coming. That, that frustrated me last night. It puts a little bit of worry in my mind tonight because the national pitchers know that the Astros have issues when they can't you know, anticipate which pitches are coming. So it's all on the offenses tonight. Who makes the who makes the best adjustment earliest may have the potential to win this game. But uh, if it comes down to the bullpens, it's a crapshoot after that. Hey, Jeff, great job. We appreciate it. Enjoy Game 7 tonight, and thanks for the time this morning. Thanks, Jeff. Any, anytime. Great being on with you guys. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you as care, well. Bro. Jeff Blum, uh, Astros analyst, former major leaguer as well. And uh, you got a sense there, Taz. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading a little bit too much. Uh, you know, you got a sense there. Maybe he's a little bit nervous about the Strohs tonight in a game seven. Seemed a little nervous. No? Jeff, Jeff seemed a little bit. I'm with you. He seemed a little bit. He did. Seemed a little bit nervous. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he did. Yeah, he see, he sounds like he's ready to go play again. Like, he seems like intense like that yeah. like, right now. He's ready to go. I mean, um, he he's does, all Astros guy. He's he is all, all Astros, right? But he, 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 you know, he told the line there in terms of the call in the top half of the seventh inning, and he was right. I, I just hope we get as I hope this is not eight one in the third, you know, kind of like in a fade accompli. I hope we get a game where it's either way three two four three two one. We're in like the sixth or seventh inning where anybody can still win the game if they come through with the clutch hits. That that's what I'm hoping for. This, is about. That's, I'm looking for – I want a riveting game seven. Oh, first of all, I think the audience here knows that if <laughs> if the Nationals – you know, right? If the Nationals win the game, this yeah. first segment on tomorrow morning's show, you're going to be going berserk. Oh, you're probably, be so yes. happy. I will be excited. And if Scherzer – it plays great. Oh, my God. You'll, you'll be selling his T-shirts out of the trunk of your car on, on, on 6th Avenue. That's you'll it. Be, always looking for new uh, avenue streams. <laughs> Revenue streams, I should say. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're sure as a T, yeah, right? That's here. exactly right. I'll be. What do you mean? Uh, out of my car? Yeah, I'll, be yeah. right, I'll be out in front, right? I'll be right with the sign guy outside the studio. I'm going to start my own emp- empanada cart. I'll be right next to you. Yeah, you saw he, the T-shirts. I'll sell the empanadas. Well, hey, match made in heaven. You never know. Sports, <laughs> never know, right? They used to do the flea market, flea market at Aqueduct years ago. <laughs> that's exactly remember that? Look what Aqueduct would do. Dude, I remember, I remember that. that too. When did that go away? Oh my God! I think when they built that whole thing up at the casino. Oh, there. that's right. I remember yeah. the flea remember market. That, the flea market? I, that was a scene. That was a scene and a half, dude. I, I lived over there for a while. I know. I was young. I remember that, man. Um, you sell your Max Scherzer shirts there. I'll sell my my empanadas. We'll make loot, dude. Bank. Um, you think the Strohs win tonight? Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm probably. I do. Yeah. I do. If not, I'll be a all over. nats all morning long on Thursday. Sure as it goes tweeting. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I, I, I'll talk nats so much. Taz will be like, "Can we get to a little NBA oh here?" God, gonna... <laughs> Mike, give me a net update. I need something <laughs> else here. That's true. I uh, Sam, good job. Ah. Mike, good job across the way. Jeff Blum for joining us and Bogish as well. Taz, good stuff, brother. Yes, you too. Thank you. Everybody. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. Till tomorrow. Peace. There's got to be a 10 second runoff here. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 